Looking for your next TV show or movie to binge? Well, buckle up, grab the remote, and settle into your couch for this special edition of Crossing the Streams. We're here to help you tune in and get the most out of those 50 monthly streaming channels you're currently paying for. So without any further ado, here's your host of Crossing the Streams, Jeff Dwoskin. It is I, Jeff Jawaskin, your host of Classic Conversations and your guide through this bonus episode of Crossing the Streams. What is Crossing the Streams? Great question. It is here to answer the universal question. You just finished binge watching something. You need to binge watch something else. What should you binge watch? Well, we got your back. On our YouTube channel, we have over 103 hours of binge watching suggestions just awaiting you. We have a live show every Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. If you don't have time to commit to a live show or 103 hours of binge watching suggestions on YouTube, well, we've got the next best thing for you. These bonus episodes feed three segments from three different live shows right into your ears. That's right. We just pulled a few live segments and boom, here they are. Today's bonus episode, we have segments from live episode 38, 98, and 100. We're talking heist, action, and snack v. chef. This one's chock full of goodness. We're going to kick things off with action and Rosner. Take it away. Let's talk action. Rosner wants to yeah. throw back. The buddy hacking. Yeah. So, more classic. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny. Um, I was just watching, rewatching a couple weeks ago. I bought it years ago, the whole series on uh, iTunes. So I've got it in my Apple TV. I love it. It's great. And uh, then it just it resonated today because I saw that Jay Moore announced that he's engaged to Jeannie Buss. Yeah. Hmm. Owner now of the Lakers. What? He is? Uh, no, he yeah. finally found a permanent gig. Good oh, for him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's now he can da- be. She's dated the whole NBA. Yeah. She uh, Marcy and, is confirming. And Phil Jackson for a long time. Yeah. If you've never saw the show, it was uh, 99, 2000, or 98, 99. It was on Fox. There were only 13 episodes of the show that canceled it due to ratings, even though it was critically acclaimed and won writing awards. So the show was created by Chris Thompson, who, amongst other things, who's from Detroit, was from Detroit, by the way, passed away a few years back, I think. He, amongst other things, created Bosom Buddies. He was a producer on Laverne and Shirley and wrote some episodes. He did, uh, what was the show he did with, uh, he did the show with uh, Taya Leone and uh, what's her name, who was the mom on uh the Charlie Sheen, John Cryer show. Oh, I can't remember the name of the show that that, that they did together. Anyways, the, the blind, gym, blind, blind, blind. The no, 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 truth. not fly, fly, fly. Naked truth. It was naked truth. Yeah, they ran yeah, out. Naked gossip, truth. a gossip uh, national choir. The gist of the show was Jay Moore was the star, and he is uh, Peter Dragon, who's the like the biggest action movie producer in Hollywood. Basically, the the show was basically an irreverent spoof on Hollywood kind of biting spoof on Hollywood, not as slapsticky as it was kind of making fun of a lot of uh, a lot of things about Hollywood and really in a lot of ways kind of ahead of its time. So he's the executive producer, his movie that was supposed to be uh, his big one that was going to set up his next one uh, tanks. He's Michael Bay, for lack of a better thing. It totally tanks. And then the only movie they have left that he finds out that he's optioned, his assistant was supposed to buy a script from Adam Rafkin and finds out 
that they bought it from Adam Rifkin, who's a soap opera writer who's never done anything big. And he ends up having to try and produce that movie. He ends up picking up a hooker before the premiere of uh, the movie in the first episode who used to work in Hollywood, ends up becoming his kind of girlfriend and working with them. She's fantastic. Buddy Hackett plays his uncle Lonnie, who's his head of security chauffeur. But there's, again, it's it's a lot of sarcastic and smart-ass commentary about Hollywood. Every trope of Hollywood at the time is kind of touched on. Honestly and truly, it's a show that would do great now if you could uh, download 10, 12 episodes of a season at a time on Netflix or, or HBO Max or any of those series. I think it would be fantastic, especially because some of the language was bleep, but uh, it, it would do great nowadays. It's available on all the regulars. You can pay for it on uh, iTunes. You can find it on Amazon Prime, probably episodes available on YouTube if you look. It's a really funny show. And, you know, there's a lot of good cameos. The, the big stars of the time all kind of making fun of themselves so uh, I recommend it pick it up uh, Jay Moore it should have been Jay Moore's big 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 hit got canceled because of ratings but uh, critics it won a Screen Writers Guild award and nominated for some others it's really really fun Jeff, that, I think you watched it back in the day. Didn't I remember you? the show. It was really, really great. It was yeah. something that if it had been on HBO, it would have been on for years. Yeah. That, that's going to be Jay Moore's uh, epitaph, uh, canceled because of ratings. The guy, it's just so funny. I love the guy. I love his stand-up, but they just can't. For what now? 25 years, they've been trying to find a place for him, and they just can't, you know? Yeah. He was yeah. great in The Suicide Kings, one of the first movies he I was. saw him in. And then, I don't Jerry know why. Blair. He's good. At yes, God, he's so good in that. His stand-up's yep. good. He was he was married to Nikki Cox for a while. Um, yeah. and you know he's he's done some really funny stuff. He's just never made it. No. He's one of the one of those guys. that's just a well. Know, I'd say if he's married, if he's marrying the owner yeah. of the Lakers, I'd say he made it. He's done. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's doing he, okay I, now. You're he's right, Fred. Yeah. He's made it. Yeah, he also did Paulie. That was a pretty. Fun movie. Polly. <laughs> <laughs> was that, was that, uh, was that his Dunstan checks in? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. He was a parakeet. Uh, it was pretty good. All right. Howard Rosner and action and a little Jay Moore chat for you. You never have enough Jay Moore in your life. Am I right? All right. Up next is Snack V Chef with Zach Wiseman, frequent guest of the show. Some nobodies. Check him out. He's got tons of great podcasts. But here's Snack V Chef. Take it away, Zach. Let's kick things off with Snack first. Right. Let's uh let's take it right Early to snack. right to the Zach Meister himself. Yeah. All right. Give me the munchie, Zach. All right. Let me tell you about this, guys. Snack versus chef. Have you ever looked at a Pringle and thought, how the hell do you make that? Well, I tell you, somebody crafted a whole show around this thing. What happens is you have eight very talented chefs, and they have a vending machine that tells them what they have to make. Once this vending machine spits out some random bit of snack food, they have roughly one hour to use different kinds of ingredients to just try to make the best interpretation of, say, a flaming Hot Cheeto or a Pringle. Or I think they do flame hot cheeto a couple of times. Either way, it is nonstop snack making. These people use different kinds of starches to figure out how to get the hyperbolic paraboloid, which is what a Pringles called. And you learn that if you watch Snack V Chef. Mm, the wow. thing about this show is it has four hosts. And you might say to yourself, that sounds like too many. <laughs> You're right. 
It is. There are four hosts. I don't know why they're on here. There's two that are kind of food people, and then there are two that are comedians. The one that's a comedian, uh, her name is Megan Stalter, probably one of the most banging Instagram pages I've ever seen. She is hot on Instagram, but she's also stars in the show Hacks that I think you guys have talked about before. Uh, she has a lot of different Emmy nominations for the show. A phenomenal uh, comedian, great actor. She's up and coming. The problem is that she's up against another comedian uh, named Harry Kondabolu. I think that's how you say his name. Uh, he's uh, an Indian comedian. Uh, he's done a couple sitcoms, nothing great. But the problem is those two, they, they just clash constantly. They're trying to be the funnier of the two. Uh, and then yeah. there's two judges that are both foodies. So they're constantly fighting over which one knows more about food. And then the other two are fighting over which one to be funnier. Problem uh. is, actually, the anti-problem is that these contestants are so lovable. You follow these people because they're just regular people and they're trying hard to figure out how do you curve a Pringle properly? Do you put it in a taco press or do you make your own grate and jam into a deep fryer? Who knows? But I can tell you, I have Instagrammed uh, message three of the finalists and they have all three responded to me. Wow. And I love them all. And the first one to respond to me, I'm in a relationship. Impressive. With. Yep. So, uh, wow. but either way, it, it is a very tight, cool show. It's very similar to like, th- uh, is this cake where it's consumable, but throwaway content. Once you watch it, you're not going to want to rewatch it, but it is cute. It is heartwarming. And you do fall in love with these contestants. And you do wonder why there's too many judges, but all in all snake versus food. Yeah, it's cool. Snake. Snake versus snack. Snack. Well, I think it sounds it sounds like what you're saying is that maybe the British bake off Mm. Uh, is having a, a kind of an impact. Scott Curtis uh, and well, snacks and wants to I don't know, know. This is a podcast. I don't know if you know this, Jeff, but the Great <laughs> British Bake Off actually has a sideshow called the Great Pottery Flame Off or something. And it has the same hmm. exact structure. Everything's the same except they're just making pottery. But that's not what I'm talking about. Snake well, what I'm talking about is they have two comedians. They've got oh, uh, two yeah, hosts, you know, two judges. But it works on British Bake Off for some reason. It just yeah. does not work here. And There's only they, so many Pringles jokes you can make. And so the, Zach, pe- are and they, the uh, people aren't against each other either. No. That's always nice. Yeah. So Zach, are, are the uh, comedians like the the hosts? Are they? Is it improv-y or is it? Is it? Does it seem scripted? It, it, what it is improv and you can tell because okay. it's boring. Uh, <laughs> oh, because really? they're just okay. like four people are just watching to go. I don't know how to make a Cheeto, and then the other person's like, Yeah, how do you make a Cheeto? And then they're like, I like dust. And you're like, okay, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Let me see these contestants again. Uh, but I do know how to make a Cheeto and a Pringle right now. And I'm very happy about that. And are they different con- contestants every time? Or are they going through it like, like Oh, no, they, get, kick- the they get kicked off. Yeah. Gotcha. They get, they get gotcha. kicked off. It goes down to a final two. And then they get to make whatever I snack see. food they want. One I of the see. coolest snack foods I saw is they get to like a free reign. They get to make their own like packaging and their own snack. If you could make a snack, what would it be? And one person made like sushi snacks where hmm. you, you would open up and it was all like, you know, dried uh, salmon skin or like weird fish flavored nori. Uh, so it like was hmm. like eating a sushi plate all at once. Uh, some might try to do a pasta dish as a snack. So it's, it's interesting what they're trying to do with it. And I'm excited to see season two, although season one was kind of boring, but still consumable. I, like that kind of, I, I do like that kind of content yeah. where yeah. I need only half my brain to consume. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So snack versus chef. So is it one of those things where it's like, everyone's like, uh, you know, it's me and it's like, oh, uh, Oreo is the white on the inside or the outside. I can't remember. I've never seen an Oreo. I only heard people talking about it. And then Jess is like, oh, no, I can't get these cookies to be the same size. And then mm-hmm. Tony's like, oh, the cream. I just I had to start over. And then at the end, they're all perfect. You had me until the end. Yeah. Yeah. There's always one person like, I've never had a Cheeto. I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. And one person's like, what's dust? I have people talk about <laughs> dust. Um, and at the end, they're not 
Perfect. Okay. You but get you a mixed bag at the end. Of course, there's going to be a winner and a loser. There's winners and there's losers. And it's the friendships you make along the way, which is the real snack food if you get down to it. And we're oh Instagram God, friends. That now. was so cheesy. It was fantastic. Thank you. That was amazing. <laughs> I, I got that one of my meat cube boxes. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter what's in here. It's the friends you make along the way. How wow. many contestants does it start with, Zach? I think it's eight. Wow. Okay. That yeah, that kind of journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's pretty solid. Yeah. You you learn some stuff. Gotcha. It right. sounds, yeah. it sounds delicious. amazing. Sounds amazing. I'm All gonna right. watch it. I, it, I yeah. you you sold me. Yes. You know, I can else? watch something with snacks in it for sure. <laughs> it's cool, for yeah. Sure. Cause like, you know, I, I'm a chef and like watching chop, it's like, oh, what would I do with these baskets? But if someone's like, Zach, make a Cheeto, I'm like, I have no idea yeah. what to do. And that's kind of interesting. Wait, I always thought there were just certain things that could only be made in a factory. Like, yeah. Yeah. wait, when did Zach become a chef? Oh, I was a chef for 12 years. I owned multiple restaurants for many years. Really? He has a, wow. he has a podcast about it, I'm the sure. Many How layers old of are you, Zach? You keep yeah. peeling back I'm the I'm 44. Right. Yeah, I own wow. six restaurants in Delaware and Maryland and a grocery store. He's got so many lives. He's like That's a cat. That's what I want to want to be. Exactly like a cat. I got to get inside Zach's head one of these days. All right, that was Zach Wiseman. Check him out at Some Nobodies. He's got tons of great podcasts for you to enjoy. Our last segment for this episode is Heist, all the way from live episode 38. Ron Lippett's going to take us through his love of Heist and this particular show. Take it away, Ron. Let's talk about Heist. This is uh, not Money Heist, but this asks, what would you for the score of a lifetime? Ooh. And the person who, the only what person we know that can answer this question is is, is Baron. The Baron Von Lippett. Yeah, so at the risk of typecasting myself, Bob the Suit, uh, this is now the third review of Heist-driven movies, shows rather, uh, all on Netflix, curiously. So I know I'm I'm big on the whole Apple TV Plus thing, but uh, but Netflix seems to have, uh, you know, cornered the, the Heist industry. So, uh, you may recall, as, as Jeff pointed out, Money Heist is, is one of my favorite Netflix shows. Fantastic. You know, a, a Spanish show. If you guys are into the subtitles thing, love that. But that's that's a, a fictional account. I also reviewed This is a Robbery, which was about the art heist of the Boston, one of the biggest uh, art museums in the world, which was in Boston, and uh, how that all went down. Uh, this is uh, the next version, Heist, which is a pure documentary with uh, interwoven with the kind of dramatic reenactment. So it's the real story, but then overlaid with dr- dramatic reenactment, which I will just say on a sidebar, curiously, it's the only dramatic reenactment show I've ever seen with nudity and, uh, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and violence. Usually with, you know, dramatic reenactments, they're usually for all audiences, but this one, not so much. Anyway, uh, this is the retelling of three different real heists that happened. Uh, and one of which, uh, Howard, you'll love to know, is actually the the Lufthansa heist <laughs> uh, featured in, in Goodfellas. It uh, made me. It, it made me, right. So, the, And they talk about that. Uh, one Another heist was about a, a um, an armored car robbery that happened in the 90s uh, that uh, at the time was the single largest heist in American history. And then there was the third robbery of a Poppy Von something uh bourbon 
which is the most expensive bourbon, one of the most sought Pat, after. Mm. Happy, Happy Van Winkle. Happy Van Winkle. Thank you yeah. very much. I, didn't, I should have written that down. Happy Van Winkle. So um, someone robbed like hundreds of bottles of their uh, most expensive vintage and uh, took a number of casks and uh, barrels of this stuff. And at the time, it was the single biggest non-monetary robbery in the in the United States. And here's what's interesting about this documentary. Uh, the talent, so that each robbery is featured in two two episodes. First episode is the lead up to the actual heist. So how they planned it and the going into details about how the actual heist went down. And then the second episode is how everything unravels and this thing invariably goes to shit and they all end up getting caught. Right. So, and this is true for all three of these, of these heists. And here's what I have scientifically discovered that I'm going to share with you guys now. And that is three completely different heists, different strategies, completely different uh, things that they were trying to accomplish uh, with it. But they all unravel for exactly the same reason. And would you guys like to know what that reason is? Green. Bone. Dr. Strange. Dr. Strange. Yes. No, it's, it, it's the same reason. It's that they asked someone to be part of the heist who said, no, fuck no, I'm not doing that. And then the heist goes on anyway. And then the person rats them out, right? That's a reward comes up or or they they are angry at the people, whatever it is. All three heists were were sent down the (laughs) tubes by a third party person who wasn't involved with the heist. He said, you know, when the police offered a reward, they said, you don't even have to go anywhere, dude. I can tell you exactly who did the heist and how they did it. It's that guy over there, you know, and and the whole thing goes down, right? And it's an amazing thing. So what I find hilarious about this show, and I highly recommend it, by the way, it's very energetic. What I love about this is how uh, methodical and well-scripted and well-designed these heists <clears throat> truly are. Like right down to the to the, the the smallest of detail about how they're going to pull off this heist. But none of these people think through what they're going to do once they've accomplished the heist. Like how are, like where's the money going to go? How are they dividing it? What are they going to do after the fact? How are they going to separate? And oh, by the way, what am I going to do about this person that we asked to be part of the heist that knows about the heist? That we're not going to take care of one way or one way or another, right? So um, Put it's in a meat truck. It's just a yeah. funny, funny thing, and and it's all true. It's all it's all true, and it just it amazes me how super smart heists can go down the tubes for always the dumbest of reasons. So that is essentially my entire review of heist. I, it's it is. Like I said, it's six episodes, two for each uh, of the three heists. Uh, they are 45 minutes long. It's on Netflix. Do they interview the people who were involved in committing yeah. the heist? Yeah, the, the people oh, that so are involved. That's well, great. That's cool. You get some good that's insight. Cool. That's pretty you cool. Do. So you the do. lesson, though, is don't ask anyone that you're don't not at- sure. And, and, and now, the lesson know, is if you're going to not have them in and or if they bail last second, you kill them. That's it. You, you kill them or you do something completely different. Uh, the other is, you <laughs> know, you just when they found Ron, through. he was so frozen solid. <laughs> at least two days. To thaw him out. <laughs> to thaw him out. Yeah, just do it. Just listen. If you're planning a heist, I'm not suggesting you do. But if you are planning a heist, just just do it yourself. Don't tell anybody. Make it happen I on your own. I can never hear the word heist without thinking of the Dane Cook routine. Dane Cook, about heist. You always need that one guy who uh, wasn't part he's of cool, the original He's cool, man. He's cool. I promise you. He's cool. But he's not cool, is he? I just need one more second. They rerouted me into Friendster. <laughs> uh, but check it out, you guys. I think you'll, I think you'll enjoy the show. It's a, it's a good ride. It's, what's nice about it is you, you only have to watch the episodes that you want to watch, right? It's not continuation of any kind. So it's just check it out at your leisure and enjoy Sounds it. All right. Thank you, Ron. That was Heist from episode 38. We covered Snack V Chef from live episode 98. 
and action from live episode 100. Lots of great binge watching suggestions for you to start binging. So go jump on the couch, grab the remote, cross your own streams, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this special edition of Crossing the Streams. Visit us on YouTube for full episodes and catch us live every Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Now turn this off and go watch some TV. And don't forget to tell your family you'll be busy for a while.